0: Welcome, everybody, to Leverage Masters. I am Jack Humphrey, your co-host, co-founder of The Leveragist and, Leverages, and Divisio. I'm here. Can you hear Gina? I-S-I-O. Hi. We can, Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we got you unmuted at the very, very last second. <laughs> and I'm doing the intro today because Gina has a hiccups. This is live posca- podcasting in its glory. <laughs> You can still say hi, Gina.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to bring Nate Hughes here with us today, Jack. Why don't you tell everybody a
0: little more about who he is? All right. Hey, you got through that good, too. Uh, we have Nate Hughes, uh, who is the co-founder of and CRO of Zip, an integrated pass payments as a service platform designed to work with the independent software vendor market. Nate has extensive payment industry experience and for nearly two decades has been educating and consulting entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and online business professionals to navigate the complexities of merchant services. Nate, thanks for being on Leverage Masters today.
1: Well, he just hung up and he's calling back in. He must not have been able to hear us talking to him when we finally got him to hear, for us to hear him. Let's see if this ah, is I got him, him back. back.
0: Let's try you again, hear me? A hmm. The other beauty of live podcasting is dead air. <laughs> right. He's having a little bit of technical difficulties. So, Jeannie, you're going to just have to talk. <laughs>
1: I guess I am. Hopefully, my hiccups have gone away. I've been working on them for like 25 minutes. So
0: that sounds
1: Diff, perfect. Diff Pay has actually become a partner of ours over at Divizio, so much so that they have allowed us to white-label Diff to create something we call Divisio Pay. Through our relationship <laughs> with Nate and his partner Ryan, we have become merchant facilitators allowing us to actually offer merchant processing both for Divisio as well as offering Divisio Pay as a gateway to other shopping carts. Let's see if we got Nate in the way that he can hear us and we can hear him. Nate, let's try again.
2: I'm here. Can you hear me okay, Gina?
1: Yay, we can.
2: Apparently technology doesn't like me today. I'm sorry about that. Must be once
1: in a blue moon kind of thing, since we're supposed to have one
2: tonight. <laughs> That's right. How's everybody today? Great, great. Awesome. Glad mate. to have you. Really
1: excited to have you on the show today.
2: Well, I'm I'm ecstatic. I appreciate uh, the opportunity, and this is an honor for me to be here, Gina. And I'm sorry, uh, the other gentleman on the phone, I, I I must have missed your name. I've got Gina with me, but who's the other one? This I'm is Jack. Jack
1: Humphrey. Jack is one of <laughs> my hey, partners, Nate. <clears throat>
2: That's right. I, I just didn't know for sure who I was who the other who that other uh male voice was on the other end of the line. But Jack, nice to be with you as well. Likewise, likewise.
0: Well, we're glad you're here. Uh Jeannie, would you like me to kick it off or do you have a leading question for Nate? No, I'll let you
1: ask your first question because I know exactly what <laughs> it's gonna be.
0: Yeah. Everybody has to go through this, Nate. It's a trial by fire, but once you go through it, you're in the club. Uh, We gave you a glowing introduction, but we want to know what's going on in your life right now. What is the thing burning in your belly, making you want to get out of bed every day,
2: just dying to greet the day? You know, that's a good question, and it's something that uh, – I guess we can be full disclosure and as honest as we possibly can on this on this show. Is that is that is that safe to Absolutely. say? Is that fair to be? Okay, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you guys. About five years ago, I was actually finding that my career was somewhat lacking in something. Uh, just I was I I don't know what it was. It just I I just wasn't feeling the the excitement. Uh, and then about three years ago, we started putting together this integrated payment software. Because my background is in payments, I've had 20 years of experience. Uh, started with Authorize.net, one of if, if you guys are aware of that payment gateway. I was one mm-hmm. of the, the the first employees there. Went through four acquisitions within that organization, and and finally said it was probably time to to spread my wings and and head out into the wide open. And so I, I, I we created Platinum Payment Systems, which is a full service processor. And then recently, kind of recently, I guess, over the last few years, we have built out Zift, which is our integrated payment software. It was really, uh, you know, we made a lot of money. We did great with Platinum. In fact, Platinum's still moving forward in a very positive direction, has seen year-over-year growth 20-plus uh, percent over the last five years. So it's a great company. I just felt like um, something was missing, and it was really this, Software. It was really this component of our business that we were that we needed, and so it's really been an awesome journey for the last couple of years. That's what gets me excited. It's like I'm kind of back into that. Even though we're not a startup, I kind of feel like we're in this startup mode where we are, you know, finding new partnerships. We're finding new strategic alliances. Obviously, we found Gina and you, Jack, through uh, my partner Ryan, who still works on the platinum side. Uh, But, man, that's what gets me excited is being able to come in, create these new uh, alliances, these new strategic partnerships, and see that we're really doing a positive disruption to our industry. And we're providing things that uh, really our industry has been screaming for for the last 10-plus years. You know, some of the largest groups that work in our business and some of the largest processors, some of the largest acquiring banks, you wouldn't believe it, but their technology is somewhat antiquated. It's legacy. And and so we look at it from the, we look at it from the standpoint of, gosh, you know, we may not be the biggest, you know, the biggest player in the, in the circle, but by all means, we can still, we can still make a pretty good splash through our partnerships, uh, through our alliances that we've created. Divisio pay. I'm so ecstatic and excited about, what you guys are going to be doing. And so you talk about what gets me up in the morning and what puts the fire in the belly. It's this opportunity to disrupt our market in a very positive way. And that's, that's something that gets me really excited every day.
0: You know, you've been doing that for quite a long time because uh, platinum is how a lot of people were able in the very early days, if I'm not mistaken, because I think we were one of those people uh, to get an account um, because authorized net in the beginning, as everybody was, was very conservative about who got a merchant account. Like that's really, right, and yeah. weren't you guys pretty instrumental? I think Ryan, I might know him from many, 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 many <laughs> years back. Uh, was you guys kind of built a bridge for internet marketers, um, consultants, and people who um, you know found it really hard to get through that originally very conservative
2: gateway. Am I uh, connecting all the dots? You are. And, and, you know, what's interesting, and I'll connect one additional dot, Jack, and that is, you know, there's there's the gateway side, which is really the front end of all of the transactions coming through the system, but then there's also the acquiring bank that a lot of people don't realize. They they deal with, you know, the gateway all the time, and so they're they're used to working with an authorized net or, a, you know, back in the day there was CyberCash and there was, uh, you know, VeriSign and <laughs> PayPal bought VeriSign and they had their PayFlow Pro um, uh, platform and and authorizing that would go toe-to-toe with these guys. Well, honestly, what was crazy is there was these banks on the back end that were trying to get into the space that had no idea what to do and and having had some Internet experience within the gateway side of the world when I came over to the financial side, really the acquiring side with uh, a couple of different um, acquiring banks we really introduced them to this, to this market. We, we had a couple of large um, merchant merchant relationships that needed processing. And I'm like, these guys are very clean. They have a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of upside. Any bank would be just absolutely ecstatic once they learn the nature of this business to, to run with it. And that's really kind of what got us started in direct response and internet marketing. And yeah, we've, for the last 10 plus years, we have been, um, you know, kind of leading the, leading the charge uh, from the standpoint of just educating and helping those within the Internet world know that there's a safe way to process. There's a way to protect yourself. There's a way to do it the right way. And, and, and we've educated and, and helped people along the way, especially in, in, in your space. Um, and so, and what's interesting is Ryan, my partner, he actually came from A direct marketing company they're a company that you know they've done coaching everything from infomercial to uh long form short form uh, offers they even got into the trial world for a little while and we just kind of navigated that whole thing with them and then after about six or seven years of our relationship we said gosh you know what we ought to we ought to join forces and because you can bring your expertise and you can bring your relationships and we can bring our knowledge and our fulfillment capabilities. And and since since then that's been really what's driven our other brand platinum payment systems uh, to the level that it's, that it's been uh, with that phenomenal growth over the last five years. And primarily it's because we've been able to work with within your industry, which is a phenomenal uh, group of people that we've met and a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal opportunity for our company. So just a little backstory on on kind of how we, how we got there. So you're an evolver
0: and a, and a creator. I mean, it doesn't sound like you can sit still for very huge amounts of time in any one place before you see a need and you need to go fix it. So what's the, what's the current need or in the last couple of years, what did you identify was missing that needed to be
2: fixed with your current company? That's a great question. Um, So one thing that we've always kind of hung our hat on is relationship was key. Um, Relationship has always been a really important part to us. And, and then the other side of it has been, you know, make sure that it's a valuable product for the end user, for our merchant base. Um, And so we've, we've done those things very well. I mean, in some cases we're, we're, we're not the cheapest. In other cases we are, and it's just, it's really not a matter of price. It's really a matter of, for us, it's a matter of value. And if, if uh, our clients realize that the value that is there uh, is worth it to them because they know that we've got their back, we know that they know that we're going to um, help them if they get into any chargeback issues, whatever, we're here to assist them, they feel much more comfortable and they can realize that, yeah, they, that might come with a little bit of a premium, but it, people are so willing to pay for that knowing that they're going to be protected. The one thing that we were lacking, I believe, was technology, and yet we would always hang our hat on providing the best technology. Well, in some cases we did, but we weren't. it was not, nothing that we ever really owned ourselves. It was, you know, we would just align ourselves with some of the better uh, technology um, groups out there and we would create a, a nice um, kind of a package deal or a bundled opportunity for the end user. And so for the most part, it was pretty seamless, but we started to see that Within the last few years, and we're finding this more and more, that the industry, and you'll notice this too as we go from, you know, generation X, generation Y into the millennial world, that more and more we we are in need of this evolution of simplicity. Everything needs to become more simplistic. Everything from the way that transactions are processed to the way that it's reported, even to the way that people are applying for accounts. You know the days of you know needing a blood sample and a urine sample and you know going and you know giving your firstborn and saying yes if I have a problem you can have my firstborn <laughs> child. I mean honestly those were some of the things that were so crazy in in the in the early days where ten page applications and there are still some out there that do that and these are the largest groups that 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 provide these services and we're just like look guys there's a better way there has to be a better way otherwise you're gonna you're gonna basically Put yourself out of a job, and so what we did was kind of bridge this gap. There's this, there's been this need for payments to be integrated, where what you do online and what you do in your, if you have a brick and mortar, uh, you know, shop, if you have a retail establishment, if you have a mobile presence, to have all of those transactional endpoints be brought into one central system so that they can now be managed and and effectively uh, reported and, and effectively managed so that it makes it easier for the end user to to run their business uh, effectively and, and uh, profitably. So what we did was bridge that gap. So we've taken legacy systems that are, you know, we still have to work, unfortunately, and, and fortunately, I guess, in some cases, we still have to work with the processors, right? They're the ones that have connected to the Visa, MasterCard, Amex Discover Networks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've even talked internally of taking our brand and working direct with those card brands and just kind of bumping against those processors and saying, look, our technology is such where we can control all of that. We don't need a, an intermediary to do that, but it is, a, it is a process, and it is something that takes time, and so that's something we are investigating very heavily right now, again, just always wanting to evolve and always wanting to to, to perfect what it is that we have. But that gap that we have seen has really been in a couple of areas. One is the, on, the client onboarding experience and then the merchant transaction experience. And since that time, we've, we've, we, have, we have done a great job, I believe, in creating technology all through API that allows us. And so Duvisio is a perfect example of this. They, they integrate to Zift, and Divizio now can offer – its products and services to its downstream clients in a very streamlined way. So we work with the, you know, the internet, uh, what we would call, sorry, the ISVs, like the independent software vendors, uh, those groups that have a specific downline of, uh, if you will, of customers that work with them that are, that are using their platform for another function, we can put our system right into into what they offer so it's it it, they don't miss a beat it just becomes this awesome addition this value add that they can bring to the table to their downstream customer base and and so the isv world is is gobbling up what we have because before those processors that they wanted to work with you know that isv world would have to have two or three different logins to different systems to then track everything Uh, we're saying look we can bring that all into one centralized platform make it really easy to um you know easy to manage easy to report and and easy to onboard new customers and and so that's that's one of the things that we've well a few of the things that we've solved in this process
0: so give me an example take the take us through a, a real world or a made up world example of how this helps out in the wild what's what it might look like with a any kind of a vendor that you'd like to choose just to give us a paint a picture of how valuable this is in the marketplace.
2: So I'll I'll give you kind of a case study. Uh, One of our very first, what we call our integrators, right? So they've all integrated to our system, but uh, one of our very first integrated partners is a group out of New York and they are a software platform for, um, certified public accountants and tax professionals.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, what they were finding is that there was kind of this need for some of these tax professionals where they were actually really good at what they did, but surprisingly they weren't very good at managing their overall practice or their overall business. And so this platform, this third-party uh, software, they basically created a marketing solution with a, uh, a customer management basically a CRM built into it and uh, but they were they were basically before using an authorized net gateway connection to a merchant service provider outside of that and it became really clunky so here's this software provider that has a really good offering and they're there they have a lot of followers they have a lot of CPAs they're saying yes we want to use your platform but it's such a pain in the butt to go through the application process to get e-check from this provider, credit card from this provider, uh, and then we need to, you know, get approved and go through this paper application that's ten pages long. So, you can imagine that a CPA that's as busy as they are for them to go through that kind of a headache. They were finding that some of their, um, some of the stickiness of their platform was was lacking, and it was actually hurting their brand because. They were finding that some of their customers were now looking elsewhere because it was just too clunky for them to get through that application process. So we we told them, look, if you if you will collect your customers' information upfront, meaning to our to our, if you talk to ABC CPA and this guy wants to this this accountant wants to use your system you should collect that information up front through an electronic means, whether that's, you know, you have an electronic form or, you know, you, you get a writable PDF, whatever it is that you feel comfortable in collecting, but you have that data in your system. Then when you integrate to our system, you can pass that data, what we call under the covers through an API so that now we're getting that information and they can activate that customer on our platform because they have all basically the same information that we need to accept uh, a new merchant on our platform, and so they can pass that data to us, and then all they have to do is render a page on their site that says, okay, you've, you've gone through this application process, or in some cases they may even put a, a, an apply now button within their platform or within the login side of their platform or maybe even right on their website that says, hey, accept payments today. And it's, it's, another, it's another module within their current offering, that customer that CPA can come in in five minutes have everything done and hit submit it comes through our central system we do it we do an automatic underwriting check so there's we still can put physical eyeballs on that on that application to make sure that it's you know obviously we, we don't want to support terrorism or anything like that so there are certain kyc requirements that we follow but it's all automated and so now when we see that data come through we can pass back through the same API a, a, a response saying hey your account is approved oh and by the way here are your login credentials to access that now this CPA is not only approved for a merchant account they're approved for a, a, an ACH account all of that's done through our same system and um, they can it, it's just such a simple process for them and what used to take them a week or two weeks to get done and they have to go find all this other documentation to get it done we're getting it done same day in some cases within an hour. So it's just really, really, really slick that way. Nice.
0: And people uh, uh, who haven't really had to go through that process can just delightfully, I'm sure for you, just take it all for granted that this is how easy the web and uh, and banking and, and systems and everything should be. And, uh, That's right. Because <laughs> they, ex- they experience it in so many other areas. It's wild to see how many areas – that haven't um, gotten with the times, like you mentioned PDF, and we were talking about that in a show last week about how uh, the publishing medium is one of those great big things that everybody uses and, you know, everybody uses PDFs. And it's one of the older technologies that hasn't been updated since everything else has. And everybody's still using PDFs and you can't do a lot of things in a PDF that you know, it's interesting to me to find people like you who are taking something that everybody sort of takes for granted. Like, well, what we take for granted is this is going to be hard. And that's just all there is to it. It's yeah. just going to just, just always hard. I'm dealing anywhere I get close to a bank, it gets harder and harder and more remedial uh, to, the, right. to the distance away from the bank that you are. So everybody just expects that. And so they must be delighted when they run into you guys and, and find that this has been upgraded, too, because I think that people have a sense of the upgrading of life in general, and everybody's always thinking really hard in so many different industries about how to make something easier, a one-click order button, for instance. It's right. revolutionized the world, and everybody kind of expects that now. So it really probably hurts even more when somebody runs into one of these old, antiquated systems knowing that it's just some problem that somebody hadn't worked out yet until they run into you guys in this particular instance, and you have, and they're probably just ecstatic about that.
2: It's very true. Uh, you're, what you're saying is, is spot on. I mean, what, what, one thing that we've said internally as a team is, you know, we've been in payments for 20 years, and we've actually changed our paradigm where we used to say, hey, you know, we're a, we're a payment processing company that provides – you know, uh, valued services to the direct response community. And now we've changed it to where it's, we don't even mention the word payments because that's just a commodity that's required mm-hmm. and needed in today's world. What, what we're saying is, look, we are a technology company that happens to provide a payment solution. And by changing that mindset, it, it, what it does is it helps even those upstream that, that are looking at us and seeing what we're doing, they, they can start, it starts to resonate because, it's, it's, telling the, it's telling the community, uh, the, the, the merchant services community, it's telling them, you know, it's time to take note. There's others that have done a great job. I mean, you, you look at those that are integrated, uh, the Stripes, the Braintrees, uh, you know, even PayPal to an ex- extent, they all have their place and they've, they've been pioneers in, in making uh, this a better, just a better overall experience. And what we have found is that, you know, we're, we're, we're basically kind of taking the mindset of, look, we're not a stripe or a square, but what we can do is take what they provide and, and make it a little better and, and make the experience a little better and maybe make the relationship that much better. We can take the things that we've done for the last 20 years and the experience that we've had and still apply that value of, of having a key relationship. And and just, you know, the, what my mom always taught me is just, you know, the golden rule treat people as you'd want to be treated and, there is something that's, that's just inherent in all of us that is, that that when we do that, um, you find that you find that it just resonates and people really respond. And it's not, it's not superficial. It's something we literally and truly believe. And so if we will take that, that mantra of just treating people well, and then provide that third legged stool that I told you before, right? We had the relationship, we've got the value, uh, it's the technology, and now that we've applied that technology there, we've got a really strong basis, a great foundation to work with, uh, you know, the online community, and even the retail community, mm. so that they can they can have a a really good positive experience. To where once they used to swear every time they would think of their merchant service, now they can actually kind of sing praises a little bit, saying, "Hey, these guys know what I'm t- I'm dealing with, and I've got a good partner, and uh, you know, and now." Now there's some, some good things coming that actually will help my business rather than hinder it. So that's that's something that we're, we're really excited about. Um, and, and, you know, we're always evolving. We're always taking on new projects and, and looking at new opportunities to, to make our platform better, which subsequently makes it better for the end user, which is our client base.
0: I don't know why, but I can't stop thinking about those little guys that are that are counting coins and stuff in uh, Harry Potter in that bank of Hogwarts (laughs) and that they're turning over in their graves, so to speak, or there's still some of them alive that are just like we had all the control. We had all of this and it, it all ran through us and. I'm I'm sort of switching to the futurist version of Leverage Masters or segment in Leverage Masters now because I know when people like you who have the depth of perspective that you do, when you're always in a moment and and you or people around you tend to think this is always going to be this way, you know, people like you think, no, this is just a phase. I know because I've been through a lot of them and I've seen a lot of change and I know that whatever we're doing right now is also going to change. And this simplification thing is also – Got a lot to do with decentralizing the, the power structure that used to exist. You know, and you used to just have to physically walk to a bank. And you used to That's have to right. do the credit card thing where you ran it over the machine and it wasn't even electronic. It was just, you know, that more of a handshake than anything else with your credit card. And so, oh, man. And, and here we are today. <laughs> here we are today. It's just amazing. But you know, because of your perspective, that. We're we're not in a static situation. We're in an ever evolving situation. What do you see coming when you when you give yourself the opportunity to think about you know where do we need to be as a company in the future? Give us maybe a little hint of anything you guys are th- are developing or you're thinking this is going to be it in a in a few years we'll be doing this because I know it
2: it always changes. You know, it, it, and some of this isn't some of this isn't new. It's just w- at what point does it become adopted, right? Some of this some of this um, forward thinking uh, w- we see that there is a, there is a world right now that, you know, obviously the biometric technology is, is more and more uh, becoming prevalent. You see it right now with your iOS devices. I mean, everything that you do is, I mean, crud, you look at what Apple's done now, you it's face recognition to, to unlock your phone. I mean, we, we could see the day where we can overcome the OFAC uh, problems with, um, you know, uh, cyber terrorism and and even um, you know the, mon- the money, the anti-money laundering issues and the fraud that exists. And all of a sudden, you take all of the industries that are out there, um, and all the different sectors within those industries, and you're still going to have those that that want to create a problem, and and they're just quite honestly evil people. And we're going to have to deal with those individually. But I think overall, what you're going to see is this opportunity where you know face recognition and and having having your payment information very similar to even what you have with the wallet um uh, concept today but even taking that another step further and saying gosh i can i can you know take a picture of myself take a picture of my card send the transaction and 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 maybe we even get that approved as a card present transaction through the system which lowers the overall risk to the end user as well as to the bank that's accepting that transaction on behalf of their customer. I mean, th- what we're seeing is uh, if banks are willing to basically get off the fence and realize that the days of, you know, bean counting are over and that they need to get on the same bandwagon that the, that the thought leaders within technology are are, are the, the, the direction that they're heading. It's unbelievable. It's, 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 I think it's just, um, I guess the word is limitless. I think our ability to, to see technology expand into all other areas, I mean, everything you see right now, even within medicine and the fact that you can get a doctor and talk to him face-to-face through your technology, through your, through your, you know, your iPad or through your, you know, your tablet and, and actually get something diagnosed is, is huge. And these are all things that are happening that will carry over into the payments world. You know, you're always going to need to, um, I guess the word is you're going to need to still scrub against uh, potential fraud because that's obviously a huge, huge problem in our industry. There's just so much friendly fraud. There's the chargeback fraud that takes place. But can you imagine if all of a sudden I just think about this, you know, and and for all these listeners, I'm sure there are those that have dealt with chargebacks before um, and, and just, you know, feeling really, really horribly because they know they're offering a good product and yet somehow there's people out there that are dishonest enough just to, charge it back rather than you know having some courage and actually picking up the phone and yeah. saying, hey, I, I, I don't want this product anymore. Can you tell me what I can do to get my money back? Just There's just a lot of, hey, I'm just going to charge it back and, and let somebody else deal with it. They've kind of bucked the system. So I'm looking at it going, can you imagine if I could take a picture of my, even my ID and my, uh, so now I've got two forms of identification, my card number, and now I submit that electronically that then dis- disappears upon the then merchant doesn't have to even see my information. All they have to do is receive the token that says, "Yes, this is a validated transaction." And now I get it. Now as the merchant, I get a card present rate, so my rates go down, my risk, my risk goes down. And then if I ever had a chargeback, I could point that information back to the associations to the card brands and actually reverse that chargeback. To me, that would be absolutely huge. And those are things that we think that. You know, with the right kind of uh, with the right kind of conversation and getting the right heads together, I think we could we could really make some splash that way. I, that that right there, in and of itself, would be absolutely huge from uh, from within the merchant community. I think it would I think it would go a long way to help that merchant community. You know, receive the um, you know just just kind of receive some of that. Uh, that recompense that they desire, because you know they've they've been kind of kicked in the teeth so much before with within their industry and and having chargebacks and other things happen that's out of their control that never should have happened in the first place. So just just a couple of thoughts. Yeah.
0: Well, all the while bringing up all of these things for people like you to get the idea that there are a lot of people out there who really want a lot less teeth kicking, and they want mm-hmm. to be free to make money, to, to, to do commerce, to do business and not be hindered and get rid of all resistance. I think the resistance itself and then the outcry that people had to it was just a, a tidal wave for innovators like you to say something needs to be done. I don't think we'd be here today talking about this if it wasn't for people thinking, there has to be a better way and really letting their voices be heard because merchants are seeing their their growth being hindered by something they think is ridiculous and doesn't need to be there in their way, you know. It was making me think about the new Amazon store that opened last week where people feel like they're shoplifting because they just go in and they scan their phone and they take whatever they want and they leave. And then they get a bill, of course. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's like, wow, this is – and people are just – it's gonna take forever to get to a little town like me, but I love seeing that stuff. And whenever I'm flying around, I'm definitely going in one of those just to experience it. Until I get my yeah, own. you gotta experience it. Took
2: us, you gotta experience it. It took yeah. us forever it's...
0: to get a Red Lobster, so I'm not holding my breath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, it's it's so exciting, uh, and and I think your example, Jack, about Amazon is spot on. I mean, you think about you think about even 10 years ago the thought of being able to go in and do that we would have thought that we were like you know you guys maybe remember the Jetsons back in the day and you know the whole futuristic cartoon that that was and you're, you're like holy cow you know you go back 10 years and see what's happening today we would literally be thinking I've literally died and now I'm like living living the Jetson dream I mean it's it's unbelievable to see the the expanse that has taken place, and the, and the evolution, and and really the revolution of technology, and you know, again, like I said before, we're we're a, you know, we are a, a, a small speck on a much larger, uh, grand, uh, you know, this grand plan that is uh, that is you know in the tech world. But one thing that we're excited is that we're we're perfecting. Uh, you know we're perfecting our, our our craft, if you will, and then on top of that, um, we're we're bringing a very true value add to the to the user base. That is something that they. What's funny is in some cases they never really knew they needed it until they actually see it, and then they're like, wow, that really makes my life a lot easier. And and uh, you know I, I could I could give you ten different testimonials of those who have gone through our technical integration documentation and said, you know what, this is exactly what we needed. And, you know, and, and so, you know, our, our conversations aren't just with the executives anymore. They're actually with the tech teams as well. And having, you know, it's, it's bringing these minds together because obviously there's the business side of it and the, the executives that really understand what they want to do with their business. And then you've got, but you've got this other whole other side of the business that is on the tech side. These guys that really think, creatively and they think out of the box and they see opportunities and you get those guys talking and all of a sudden wow it's it's amazing what kinds of solutions can be made and, and so we're, we're excited as we have these conversations on a daily basis with different partners and you kind of see the light bulb go off and people get these aha moments where they're like wow yeah this is really a, a solution that we can see not only will help us monetize and make more money but also uh, just make our lives easier and, and it's really the, the, you know, kind of the missing link to our business really going into the next level. So that's what gets me excited. I just get super pumped about, um, you know, coming into work every day and seeing that uh, we're, we're making that kind of a difference. Yeah.
0: Um, tell me a, a little bit about uh, what you think in terms of uh, profit because at a Visio We have a big, Uh, program developing (laughs) to facilitate joint ventures between nonprofits and uh, businesses and to help them both, not just so that the business, it's always been so lopsided. It's always, you know, people doing good work have to feel like they have their hands out for businesses and the business really only gets like a pat on the back or they get to put a logo of an organization that they help on their website and it helps vaguely with PR and, mm-hmm. and we've come up with a way to help businesses be able to go out and just do a lot more selling and be a lot more proactive with that good thing that they do in the world by highlighting it a lot more and also hooking them up with groups that can hook those businesses up with then their members who are totally passionate. The open rate on an email that goes out to uh, a list of people who belong to an organization and really, really want to get that email is higher than any industry average out there because passion trumps all the problems that we have with email delivery and open rates. <laughs> if if yeah, businesses yeah. Could, could possibly engender that level of passion uh, for their emails and their communications, they, they, it would. I mean, it would change everything. The way that we think that you could do that is to partner with organizations that already have that passion built in and have those organizations say, hey, we really like these guys. They're helping us out. They're raising money for us. Uh, this product will uh, 10% of this product comes in immediately back to us, uh, instantly through uh, our account <laughs> every time every yeah. time a single sale is made, and uh, and everybody gets something good to talk about there, including Divizio. All three stakeholders get to talk about something that's about what we do in the world, what we're able to facilitate in the world. Gina's goal being she wants to touch the the hearts of every person on the planet. And in order to do that, I mean, that's some pretty big thinking. You're going to need some huge, huge networks of nonprofits and businesses and things like that to even come close to that goal. So I think that's where some of this stuff always pops up. Everything that does pop up in the Visio has that in the back as the goal. And it's really cool to be able to talk about what you like to do, what you do outside of work, and let the work and let the products and services and everything else just speak for themselves and go and just go along for the ride. Are you seeing stuff like that? You work with so many different businesses and, and and it would be great to get your insight on uh, how all that's going, how, how uh, passion and and doing good work in the world and everything is really affecting how um, businesses act a lot more like B
2: Corps these days. Yeah, no, it's a a great question and it's, it's a really great thought. Um, I'm actually really glad you brought that up. It's, it's something that we're passionate about at the very, at the very core. I mean, it, it's interesting when you look at why you go into business, no one, no one goes into business and says, I'm going into business because I want to make a lot of money. I mean, that's what they may say, but what they're really saying is I'm going into business because there is a quality of life or there is a purpose behind all of that. That is driving me. Um, there is something that I want to accomplish that by so doing I, I can, but through my business or through my efforts to make money or to, uh, you know, have that opportunity to leverage other opportunities that come my way or to work with really good people, all of a sudden what happens is is now you, you can hone in and you can see that there are, um, that your goals become aligned. Now you're, now you're seeing, okay, it's not about making money. Yes, we, we all need to, to make a living and we all want to make a great living. But it's behind that purpose that we really need to be looking at. And that is, what am I wanting to do with it? What am I wanting to to give back if there is something that I want to give back? And you know what? Let's be honest. Some of us may just be greedy. Maybe we just want to make a lot of money for ourselves, and that's fine. But, But one thing that I love is to look and see that, you know, from a nonprofit standpoint, and I'll even take it one step further and say from a charitable standpoint, there are phenomenal charities that are out there. And I'll give, you, I'll give you an example of something that we've done even just within the last three months. We have been investigating this option uh, because of the way our technology works. We have the ability to split payments. And we have the ability so when a transaction comes in our system, we can split that transaction and actually route money before the settlement so that when the settlement happens of that transaction, say $100 comes in, we could route $90 to the merchant, and if that merchant wants some of that money to go in their name to someone else, to a to a 501c3 organization, to a charity of their choice, we're investigating what that looks like because I think a couple of things happened, to your point earlier. There's this Now there's this network where not only are you doing some really good on the back end, but you're now creating additional networks that help you. So it becomes this cycle of, this really positive cycle of I'm going to help others, and by so doing, they're going to help me to then create a a greater, stronger brand or get me into a greater, uh, stronger, larger group of people that that I want to talk to, that I want to influence because I believe in what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden this cycle begins, and I'm able to fund them so they can accomplish their purposes. And in the same in the same vein, they're able to um, kind of you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours, kind of a mentality. Yeah. And never, and never at any point are you getting to the to this thought where I'm doing it from a greedy standpoint. I'm doing it because you know literally it's this it's this uh, congruity, right? It's this synergy that takes place yeah. where one and one tr- truly makes three. And so we're investigating right now. One of my partners on the platinum side. Uh, gentleman by the name of Jed Morley he's just one of the greatest guys you'll ever meet and Jed is a part of a couple of different uh, he's it with a couple of different groups and we're actually investigating it right now where some of the merchants that come into our system they want to participate and so we're creating actually within our own organization a 501c3 uh, organization whereby all of the funds that people want so because we pay on two different ways we pay the merchant for their, obviously, for the processing they do, and they can participate. But then we also pay uh, affiliates, and we pay referral partners. And in some cases, those referral partners that want to send us business, uh, we can say, look, if you'd like, in lieu of us paying you, you know, 20% for your for your process, and we can give you 10%, but then put 10%, and they can decide whatever that amount is, we can put that into you know, platinum give, and at that point, then submit that to uh, 501c3s that we partner with, or in some cases, even open up that umbrella even bigger, so so that if there are those within our network that want to bring in these other nonprofits, we can add them to the network, and now we have this awesome, awesome conglomerate of of nonprofits that we can work with and actually fund as needed, so to help their cause. And, so I don't know if that really answers everything that you're talking about, Jack, but that, those are some things that oh, really get us excited because it's, it's something that we can do right within our, our, our mainstream business today.
0: And I know that as with me, Jean is jumping up and down in her chair right now because that is exactly uh, the kind of stuff that we're really, really passionate about and enabling one of the, one of the examples of, you could be strategic about this and still not be put in that greedy category. you have to love, you're a business. Right. You love an organization that has to be there. You can't fake this. It, it has to be a, uh, something that the business is passionate about, the owner, CEO, or everybody in the company, but right. you can choose which nonprofit you want to go for because guess who sits on the board of nonprofits? Lots of other businesses, <laughs> potential joint venture partners,
2: that's right. Very
0: well-healed and very, you know, accomplished in big businesses, and and you can use this uh, this good channel as a conduit. That actually, you can do it on purpose, or it's going to happen for you anyway if you set this up for your business. And you're working with a nonprofit, and they're a fairly successful nonprofit. They've got a really good, strong board. Whether you did on purpose or not, or even thought about it, you're going to end up being connected with those board members. And all of a sudden, you have an avenue to talk to a company you would otherwise it would be very difficult to have done. That's one out of a million examples. And the thing is, my brain lights up like a Christmas tree when I start thinking about all the leverage points and all the cool angles. And every time I look back on it, I go, is there any greed in this? Is there any – can this really be perfect? Not that greed is bad or anything, but – just to see if it's a perfect system. And I cannot break it. I cannot break it. If everybody's in there for the right reasons, the business, the nonprofit, and facilitators like us, then you look back on any kind of deal that can come out, any kind of thing that can happen, and it's always perfect. I haven't been able to break it yet, and I've lost a lot of sleep trying. It's just (laughs) great for every single stakeholder, and I can't imagine being in a better place in the whole world at doing this kind of thing, because everything else has drawbacks. Everything else yeah. has something that's like, yeah, this is great, but yeah, I wish we could fix that problem. And this seems like one of the century's greatest problems being solved right now, and you and I and Gina and everybody you work with are in the middle of that right now, trying to kind of finalize the whole thing, because I think we have it down. I think we have in our yeah. minds that this, how this
2: should work and how it could look. No you're you're absolutely right. and and for the same reasons that you just said you lose sleep, we we're, we're the same way. I mean, of everything that we could even talk about today on this show and everything and all the questions that you've asked me today, nothing gets me more excited when I can then see that there are real life scenarios, changes that are happening, positive, positive change in people's lives, not just in an organization's life, but you can even drill that down. To an individual's life, and I probably, if I keep talking about it, I will get emotional because it's that, it's that important to us, and it's that important, I think, to people everywhere. When they really drill down and see what it is, excuse me, what it is that really gets us excited and gets us up in the morning, it's the fact that, and Jack, I think the reason why you don't see any issue or there's there's not any chink in this armor. It's because at any point that you look at this, any inflection point that you look at this option and this opportunity, it's 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 the goodwill and it's the opportunity that creates itself at any stage in that in that cycle that is just lock solid. There there is just there's there's no chink in that armor. It's it's yeah. The best way I can just de- the best way I can describe it is. Because every single person and every single organization that's involved in that process is absolutely invested, is absolutely thinking about the, the greater good. And, yeah, naturally business deals are going to happen. Naturally you're going to probably grow your business 10X through that kind of – a, and that's great. And that you should be able to have that experience. Everybody should be able to have that experience. And yet you just know that, you know, there's this – I guess what I'm saying is, is, is if we look at the world and our business from a scarcity standpoint, we're going to experience scarcity. If we look at our yeah. business and the opportunities that are around us from an abundance standpoint and that there's always something that can go around to help someone else, then all of a sudden what's going to happen is we will find an ag- a greater abundance. And in some cases, We may change our own paradigm. We may change the way we live. We may change the way we eat. We may change the way we treat others. We may change the way we interact with our spouse or with the way we interact with our kids or our coworkers or whomever. We're going to just – there's there's an inherent universal truth, I guess, that when you treat others with love and kindness and respect, that that's going to channel into – and and really just snowball into greater opportunity, and that's not me just saying that because of uh, you know just what I think. I know that's to be that's true because that's a that's a that's a universal truth, and it's something that as we investigate and lock this in further, you're going to see that. I think you'll see a huge pivot where the mindset of going after these these uh, maybe going after is the right word, but engaging with these other groups and seeing that there's the synergy that's just it's just a natural occurrence and now all of a sudden these other these other guys that we want to have be on our board and that we you know that are on the board of these other companies that we want to engage with they're going to naturally do that because they have the same feelings they have the same thoughts of wanting to better the situation um if we had more time i would tell you an an amazing story of 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 something that's happened in the uh, recently in the dominican republic but um just with my partner in in this whole, this is kind of what got us thinking about this a few months ago. And anyway, um, I'm jazzed and (laughs) extremely excited about that that question. So thank you for asking that. That's something that's really exciting for us.
1: Well, I I don't know if you're even aware that Divizio itself, the design of Divizio, what really got me to start building Divizio in the first place was because I facilitate JVs between for-profits and non-profits all the time, and I didn't I have the okay. technology that I needed to be able to do it at the level I wanted to. So our tagline at Divisio is for companies do, who do good, and that's what I mean. It's That's the way that Divizio is designed. It's designed to go out and bring together the for profits and the non profits and the B Corps and whatnot in the world.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah. That was, it's it's right in line with with. Uh, I think you're you're right on something there, uh, Gina. That's I couldn't think of a better purpose to go into business. <laughs> to be honest with you, well, Nate, I would,
0: um, let's see if you've if you've taken it this far yet. When you put, and, and by the way, for the listeners, the upside for nonprofits here is grand and fantastic, as we've made pretty clear for the businesses. I used to work in nonprofits. I was an executive director of a couple of different ones through the 90s. Um, and I know exactly what it's like to have to get out of the field uh, and spend a month or even two writing proposals for the next year, trying to guess what we're going to need money for, knowing it's going to change between the But we had restrictions from the foundations on what the money could be spent on. And then we had to submit all of these government-style type documents and everything. It was the antithesis of everything that I loved to do. And I was out of my element. I was supposed to be out in the field. So, I mean, just to have money come in that is undesignated and have it come in 24-7 because you're part of a campaign where people are – Businesses are helping and everything. The upside for the, the nonprofit could arguably be, arguably, as good as it is for the business. Be said to be even better. So just so anybody, there there really is no down person in here. Nobody. It's just crazy. But take it a little bit further and go. What do you put? What do you do when you put nonprofits in this close proximity with businesses? Businesses hire sharks. They hire the sharpest, money makingest, hardest working hardcore people they can. To be really big and get really successful, that's the mantra of business across the board. You want the sharpest. Of, well, that kind of person and that kind of mentality, if it's not tempered with something else, it's not to say that that person is a bad person or anything, but if that's your whole world and you're a gladiator in in, in the uh, Coliseum and every single day you've got to do or die, what, do you, what would it be like if you are constantly putting nonprofits who have a great work attitude. They do incredible stuff on far fewer resources than the businesses ever do. And, you know, they've got their warriors and everything, but they have this compassion. They have this awesome, you know, this, uh, this energy that doesn't often get interjected into daily hardcore business life. And if we're always zipping these two together and just keep going and going, you just have to wonder if we're going to call it business and we're going to call it nonprofit in the future. we're making making those designations all the time outside of the legal reason to do so. So you know what we're talking about. What if that got so muddied up that everybody was doing good and, oh, we sell these products, (laughs) you know, and by the way, there's this this shoe that that everybody wants to wear now. Uh, And, you know, it it just doesn't stop. I can't stop thinking about it. Like this is the future. I really truly believe it. We're, those two melding together just makes something new that we've never done before and sort of develops a new culture going forward of commerce and, and doing good in the world where we don't really delineate the two as much as we do today. That, I think I think that, and that's I think, why
2: we have B Corps. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Well, and I think, I think the, the, I think the, the thought that keeps coming back to me as we have this kind of in this segment, this conversation is, it's all about lowering the barriers that exist, uh, because naturally, when you do business, when you do business, and all of a sudden, it's like bringing that idea of a of a non of a nonprofit, uh, a charity, whatever it might be, whatever these guys are doing, and bringing them into the discussions uh, from from every you know every angle of doing commerce. All of a sudden, you're 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 lowering these barriers. Uh, that, that naturally would exist and and in some cases you're you're now opening up doors and windows if you will to opportunity that never would have existed otherwise it, it doesn't matter I could I could try to go talk to ex-CEO and he's just you know he's so busy he's so busy he, he'll never talk to me because uh, again he doesn't see the value of what I bring but all of a sudden if the email that I send to him or the communication that I send to him is hey we just want we don't want any of your money, right? We, we want to do business with you, but we want to do business with you because we believe that there is some synergy there that exists where you may have a nonprofit that you sit, a board that you sit on, or you may have a, a connection yeah. that, you, that, that really matters to you. And now it comes right into the psyche and into the emotion of that individual. And now <laughs> now, I've them, now I've got them listening. If I'm just coming to them saying, "Hey, I've got another mousetrap, trap. Do you want to buy it?" No, they're not interested. But if all of a sudden I say, "This mousetrap, trap, by the way, will help you accomplish your your number one, a one priority objective, which is helping you know your local church or your local charity or 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 doing something that that's going to do good that you're that you're excited about," now I've got their attention. And and it's not that right. I want to do business because I can better you know because I want to make more money. Of course I do but that's not what is what driving me. It's, 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 it's this greater good that we can see happening. And it's, it's really taking, like you said, it's taking the two thoughts of this capitalistic, you know, go out and just drive, 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 get the number, get the champions out there. And, you know, as you said, the gladiators to, all right, now we're going to go after, you know, this other side of the business, this, this other existence and bring them together. And, and have there be this 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 harmonious uh, experience with everyone?
1: Okay. Where can we find out, out, out more out about how you guys? People...
2: <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's yeah, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say how how do we how do we find out more about what you guys are up
2: to? Where do we need to go? So, I, I would say right now everything that we've discussed is uh, unfortunately we don't have any white papers. We don't have any any marketing materials or anything currently um, out. It's still very preliminary. And we've actually started even just looking at how we can pay out of our platform to make this possible. uh, My brother who also sits on our board, his name is Brian. He's a great guy, uh, older brother by two and a half years. He's also a corporate counsel and he's investigating all of this right now, uh, looking at all of the options for us. And so what I can tell you guys today is that bear with us. Um, this is something that is a priority for us. I'd like to, by you know, end of Q2, have something fully ready, and so we can then go out and and, and hit the marketplace with this. Um, but conceptually, I could provide you with um, some, almost like some bullet points as to how we think we will execute this kind of a, a solution. Um, and it's just it's it's an ongoing conversation that we're having. I wish I could give you more information or a website to go to. We don't even have anything like that built yet, but. What I'd like to do is continue to get the juices flowing with you, Gina, and with you, Jack, and we can talk through. Love to kind of just collaborate um, when that time makes sense and and continue those those thoughts. But but as we have more information, I'll be sure to pass that out so <clears throat> you guys can get that out to everybody.
1: And our listeners can go get signed up on Divizio. That's D-U-V-I-S-I-O dot com as these things become available. All of the people on the Divisio list will be hearing about them for sure. So we really are partnered at the hip with Nate and all that they're doing over at ZIF. So, guys, this is going to be an amazing year. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nate.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Gina and Jack, awesome to be with you as well. And thanks so much, you guys, for having me. I, I, I really, really appreciate it.
1: And I'll Thank talk you. to you on Friday. And all of our listeners will be back same time, same place next week. Have a great week, everybody.
0: Bye bye.